From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Yes, indeed, you are listening, and if you're with me live, you are watching, of course. Welcome aboard, Steve Malzberg here. Four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Monday. Here we go. Start of the week uh, here on the East Coast of the United States, and you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening and watching, uh, listening to and watching The Steve Malzberg Show. Very, very, very um, hectic Weekend, news-wise, a lot of the news made on Sunday, on the Sunday news shows, in particular on CNN, uh, we're on State of the Union. We will get you that and reaction to it, which has been dominating uh, the news all day here in, uh, in the United States, obviously. Um, but first, I want to start with something. I want to start with something a little, little bit lighter and end with something Insane, but a little little bit lighter as well, if I could remember to do that at the end of the hour. Um, I, we played you this several weeks ago uh, in October, I believe it was, when this came to light. Sheila Jackson Lee, the uh, congresswoman from the great state of Texas, she's a Democrat, who happens to now be running for mayor of Houston. She's still a congresswoman, but she's running for the mayor of Houston. I'm not sure how that works, um, but um, these these audio tapes came out of how she berated her staff. And if she berated them once like this, you have to assume she berates them quite a lot like this uh, over a long period because she's been in Congress for a long, long time. So I want to play you a couple of those cuts um, that we pr- played you previously so you could hear Sheila Jackson Lee when uh, someone on her staff messed up. Here's cut 34. You took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was owed by Duncan Tell. Where is it? What, what date was it? All from yesterday. Sure, Rome took it up, sir. I have to call him. He took it up when I switched out the picture. I'll call him. I don't want you to do a goddamn thing. I want you to have a fucking brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other motherfucker did it, and, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if, if boo-boo did it, shit-ass did it, fuckface did it, and nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office, okay? Nothing. Okay, you get the picture. But just in case you don't get the picture yet, we're going to paint a little more of the picture. In her own words, here's uh, cut 35. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovid Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the fucking calendar. Not to old Jerome Hansen. Okay, so when I called Jerome, he gonna be sitting up there like a fat ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay, both of y'all are fuck up a fucking f. It's the worst shit that I could ever have put together. Two goddamn big ass children, fucking idiots, serve no goddamn purpose. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a shit about what you're doing, and you ain't doing shit. And this is an example of it. I gave it to you. This is not child's work. Okay. Hi, I'm Sheila Jackson Lee. Vote for me for mayor of Houston. I'm a nice woman. 
Wow. Okay. You would think that would disqualify her. It, it certainly would disqualify a Republican because the whole country would have heard that ad nauseum. You've heard it. And some other conservative outlet audiences have heard it. But because it's a, a Democrat, shh, what you just heard never happened. Remember that, as I always say. Now, so here's the latest F up, to quote the congresswoman and the mayoral candidate herself. Uh, this ad ran recently. Uh, give a look at cut 36. Houston, I've spent my entire career fighting for you. From fighting to keep our kids safe from guns when I was on city council, to my days in Congress fighting to protect women's reproductive freedom, and for funding for our police, schools, and small businesses. Now I'm running to be your mayor, because if we're going to bring down crime, fix our streets, and bring good paying jobs here, then Houston needs a champion who's ready to fight for what's right. And I am. Okay, now we're going to put that still shot up because you might have missed it. You see on the right side, let's put that uh, still shot up if we can. It says vote on December. It says, I don't know what that was. It says vote on December 7th. Okay, you can't see it, I don't think. But uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Vote December 7th. Problem, the election is December 9th. How would you like to be the person responsible for effing that one up? Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, but how could she get? A, how could she talk to someone like that in today with today's workplace protocol and rules and penalties and scrutiny? How could she get away with that? Again, she gets away with it because she's a Democrat, and it never happened. You never saw it. You never heard it. Didn't happen. Remember that. That goes into the file with all the people wanting to punch Donald Trump in the face, elected sitting senators, uh, vice, uh, former vice president running for president. They, they all said it, but it never happened. You got to you got to file it with that. OK, now uh, let's get on to uh, some real serious stuff. I mean, that's serious in and of itself. But this has dominated all the way to the United Nations today. OK, this is a. U.S. Congresswoman. She's not one of the um, the squad, I don't believe. She is the head, the head of the Progressive Caucus. And we're talking about Pramila Jayapal, Democrat from the state of Washington. And she was on CNN State of the Union Sunday uh, with Dana Bash. And to her credit, even the folks on Fox praised CNN's Dana Bash. For this, there are two cuts that we have. Folks, there's only one explanation, only one explanation for what you're about to hear. And it's not unique to her, but she's a sitting congresswoman, okay? Democrat, of course, as I mentioned. Uh, here is cut number 32. I've seen a lot of progressive women, generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape as a, as a weapon of war, but downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? 
I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk about the impact of war on women in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago, I did a petition around the war in Iraq. Have you said, saying have that, you talked about it since oh, October absolutely. 7th? And I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women. the actions. Absolutely. The, the rape, the, of course. But I think we have to remember that Israel is a democracy. That is why they are a strong ally of ours. And if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more difficult strategically for them yeah. to be able to build the kinds of allies to keep public opinion yeah. with them. And frankly, uh, morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian with, with, law says. Wow. Wow. Alarm bells. Alarm bells. That was. I'd like to say it's unbelievable. I'd like to say it's unreal. I'd like to say what the hell? How could she? You know how? You know how? Me too. Unless you're a Jew. It's not just her. It's not just her. Only recently the, the UN uh, recognized that whole issue, just like today or yesterday for the first time since October 7th. It's, 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 it's insane, but we're going to focus on the United States here and, and, and reaction to that. There's more. There's another cut. I want to get you another cut. Uh, this would be 33. With respect, I was just asking about the, the women and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I, I said it's horrific, and okay. I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm -hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. Yeah. 15,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes, three quarters of whom and it's, are women and children. And it's horrible, but you're, you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um, Well, Dana, I think women. we're not, we're not, I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppression. <laughs> wow. Okay, so let me give you some reaction to that. Christine Pelosi, filmmaker, daughter of Nancy Pelosi, um, says, tweeted out on X or X'd out on X, whatever they call it these days. I should not have to say this in 2023, but here we are. Rape is rape. Do not minimize, excuse, balance, or both sides sexual assault. That is victim blaming. We've spent decades trying to undo in the laws, the courts, and the hearts and minds of the people. Uh, hashtag we said enough. Jessica Tarlov who I discovered on my show at Newsmax TV um, probably around 2014 or so. Now she's a big superstar and big liberal. She tweeted out, this is beyond effed up. Every single one of these Democratic primaries of the progressives is going to be justified, meaning that these people need to be primaried. They need to have opponents run against them. Uh, who else do we have here that you might uh, you might know? Da, 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 da. Joe Walsh, former Republican congressman who might as well be a Democrat, in my view, from for the way he bashes Republicans. There's no but 
Congresswoman Jayapal. Hamas is using rape and sexual violence against women as weapons of war, and Jayapal had neither the decency, fairness, or courage to unequivocally condemn what Hamas did. She had to say, but good on Dana Bash CNN for pushing her. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see if there's any other recognizable names here. You get the idea. You get the gist. Um, she actually tweeted out herself. Hamas is a terrorist organization that needs to be taken out. The way to do that is to create a strong and durable coalition of allies in the Middle East that ensures a Palestinian state while providing safety and security for both Israelis and Palestinians in the region. Really? So, um, Whatever. I'm not I'm not going to analyze her her RX. Very interesting. Now, those people weren't the only ones to react. Morning Joe. Morning Joe on, of course, MSNBC and little Mika, who left her husband to marry Joe. Don't don't ask. Um, (laughs) So let me let you hear uh, their reaction to this. They played it. Actually, they played it a couple of times. Here's cut one, I'm sorry, cut uh, D41. What's remarkable is that you have many people, international organizations on the left that just can't condemn Hamas raping and abusing and raping uh, to, to the point kind of, of death sort of did. and then parading. Yeah, but, but there was never but like, it wasn't we can condemn Hamas. It always has to be, there's always moral equivocation. And this is what you're talking about. Uh, uh, before Elise, there's always moral equivocation. You can never say that what Hamas did to Jewish women was absolutely savage and beyond the pale. It always has to be, yeah, but Israel. There's no yeah, but here. And and also, also, quote, It it happens. No, actually... I don't see Can we play it again? Israeli I... soldiers going into Gaza doing that. Yeah. OK, so he got, he got cut off. They started playing it again. But what he said, I don't see Jewish soldiers going into Gaza. I mean, he got cut off. We didn't cut him off um, going into Gaza, raping, you know, Palestinian women. Um, here's the next cut. Elise Jordan. Elise Jordan is also with MSNBC. She's not a, a, a panelist quite often on uh on on uh, Morning Joe, and uh, she interjected her two cents, and then it goes back to Joe, I believe. Here is cut 42. You would think there's a huge outcry anytime rape is being used as a weapon of war. Period. That's wrong. It's a crime against humanity. It's a war crime. End of discussion. You don't have to do the other side here. You do. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, by, by the way, we, we are talking about the other side and everybody's talking about the other side. And it's been on the front page of The New York Times uh, about every day. And everybody's talking about the other side. But when you're asked about the rape, the savage rape of Jews. Young there's girls. not a yes, but. You can just condemn the massage massive, uh, like the savage raping of Jewish women. It seems that it would be easy enough, but, you know, when you're a progressive, a Democrat on the left, got to watch what you say. Can't be too supportive of the Jews and Israel or anything or too critical of Hamas because uh, you won't get the votes. 
Look what they're threatening to do to Joe Biden. They're not going to vote for him. They're not going to come out. They're going to stay home. But 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 the Palestinian supporters, the Hamas supporters aren't alone. There's a whole new I mean, black voters. I just saw clips played from black demonstrations in Chicago um, and Hispanics in Chicago. So ticked off about the immigrants who are being dumped into Chicago. Was it Chicago? Yeah, I believe it could be. It might as well be New York or anywhere else. And they're giving them shelter, money, this, that. And, and they stood there and said, excuse me, why aren't you giving that to us? We're here. We're from here. We, we live here. And now you're giving it to these people who are coming here illegally and not to us. And they're saying, screw you, Democrats. Different, different story than, than what we're talking about. But I, I had to get that in. Um, I mean, the Democrats think that they could just place the illegal aliens who are sleeping in the streets and give them hotel rooms and money and meals and education and everything else and watch the minority areas, the, pov- the poverty stricken areas say, oh, that's good. Good for them. Pfft, right. That's what they think. All right. This is Congresswoman, Democrat Congresswoman Debbie Dingell from Michigan, Michigan. OK, the uh, home of uh, Rashida Tlaib, mind you. But she's talking about uh, uh, Pramila Jayapal, what she said on State of the Union. She's here on um, CNN Max, CNN Max with uh, Casey Hunt, CNN Max. I don't even know exactly what it is, to be honest with you. I thought they had like a streaming service and it was gone. So I'm not sure what CNN Max is, but this was from CNN Max. Here's here is cut number 43. The very first week of this attack after Hamas, I condemned the raping of women and said that no one could condone it. And uh, Palestinian men went after me, called me a liar, demanded I retracted it. I got got doxxed over the subject. I have spent the last seven weeks researching the raping of women that has occurred in the Mideast. It is outrageous. I condemn it. Women become rape is a tool of war. It is violence that should be exercised against no woman. A any woman, a Jewish woman, an Arab woman, a white woman, a black woman, and I unequivocally stand against it. And men who deny it and then demand retractions and then keep trying to do it and then try to embarrass you or shame you will not embarrass me or shame me. I will speak up against rape everywhere and anywhere. And as women, we must do so. It is an act of violence against a woman. That's you clearly this has been an emotional I've been dealing with it for seven weeks. I've been doxxed on it three times. How would you have had your your colleague answer Dana's question? I'm going to talk to Pramila. I have a call into her. She's going to call her. And what are you going to say? Really? What are you going to say? Let, let, what are you going to say? She's going to change her mind because of your call. I mean, good for you. I'm good. I'm glad you're speaking out. You're a Democrat. You're in Michigan and, and you're and you're speaking out and you're going to call and you're, you say you're not intimidated. She was getting emotional. Good for her. I, I compliment her. But you're going to call her. Good luck with that one. Now, at the U.N., um, the former head, uh, uh, the former CEO uh, of uh, Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg and Hillary. And Hillary both gave messages. I believe Hillary's was recorded. I think Cheryl uh, Sandberg might have been there um, on on this again. A lot of it in response to uh, to the Congresswoman uh, uh, Jayapal that you heard on State of the Union. Here is uh, cut number 45. 
Today, the U.N. is facing new criticism for its response to allegations of sexual violence during the October 7th attacks in Israel. Among the speakers at a conference organized by Jewish women's groups to shed more light on the issue were Sheryl Sandberg and Hillary Clinton. Excusable when those who have the capacity to make a difference don't. We call upon the entire U.N. to formally condemn Hamas for these rapes Make sure there is a full and fair investigation and hold the terrorists accountable. As a global community, we must respond to weaponized sexual violence wherever it happens with absolute condemnation. There can be no justifications and no excuses. Yeah, well, them too. Good for them too. And Hillary has been. I mean, to me, shockingly uh, anti-Hamas, unconditionally, not only on the issue of rape. I mean, she's been speaking out. She was on The View. She was elsewhere. And she's totally speaking out. She's dealt with them as secretary of state. And she made that clear. Her husband has dealt with this issue when he was president, offered uh, a Palestinian state to Yasser Arafat, who turned it down. Uh, and, you know, so and it, it, it goes on and on and on and on and on. But this, um, you know, what's happening in this country, what's happening in this country, the anti-Semitism on, at unprecedented levels and the type of anti-Semitism reminiscent of, of early Nazi Germany. I mean, in Philadelphia over the weekend, we had a, a mob of Hamas supporters standing outside, right outside a, a, a restaurant owned by a Jewish man, chanting, uh, reportedly defacing the windows, you know, chanting a genocide, genocide. Like, what country is this? And the governor of Pennsylvania and uh, the secretary of state of, of Pennsylvania, I'd want to say, both said this is blatant anti-Semitism. Well, if it's anti-Semitism and it's that kind of a protest, they all should have been arrested. Bias crime, right? So, you know, and, 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 and here's the clincher. Here's the clincher. CBS, ABC, NBC, according to the Media Research Center, as of this morning, had not covered that story. It happened over the weekend and not one of them covered the story, which where the governor of the state spoke out, I believe the attorney general, there was another high ranking official spoke out and not one of them, maybe the mayor and the governor of mayor of Philly and the governor of Pennsylvania. And that's not newsworthy. What if it was the other way around and a bunch of Jews went in front of a Palestinian owned restaurant and started chanting and defacing it and all that kind of stuff. And the governor and the mayor spoke out. What do you think? Did it be covered by ABC, CBS and NBC? What a media. But the bias knows no bounds, folks, knows no bounds. All right. Uh, we have a, a friend of the show, former Congresswoman Nan Hayworth, to discuss her response to uh, the Congresswoman's remarks, but also a lot more that great debate from last week, the debate coming up this week uh, with debate crazy and more right here. Steve Malsberg on TNT Radio Vision. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez, and normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, 
we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. Many pollution sources can affect the air you breathe. From power plants and vehicles to dust and wildfires. Knowing more about local air quality can help you protect your health. If you're thinking about buying an air sensor, EPA has a series of videos to help you get the most out of it. Learn how EPA collects and uses regulatory data, how EPA communicates health messaging, and how to interpret the readings from your sensor. Visit epa.gov air sensor toolbox. A hoax about carbon dioxide in the climate has caused a global energy and economic disaster. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, folks, uh, welcome back. Steve Malsberg with you. And um, please, an honor to welcome in a friend of the show and my friend, uh, and that is former Congresswoman Dr. Nan Hayworth, re Republican from the state of New York, uh, also was the first female MD to serve a full term as a member of Congress and served on the Trump 2020 Advisory Board. Congresswoman, welcome back. It's my privilege always to be with you, Steve. Thank you. Well, thank you. All right, so let's let's first uh, tackle this. And uh, before we do, before we get to uh, 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 Pramila Jayapal, I want you to hear uh, what the State Department spokesman uh, said today, uh, State Department spokesman uh, Miller, um, mm. about this whole this whole uh, uh, rape issue and uh, something else. He added something else, which was interesting. This is 46. We have no reason at all to doubt those reports. Um, uh, when you look at all the atrocities that Hamas uh, carried out on October 7th and the atrocities that they have carried uh, out since, the fact that they continue to hold women hostages, the fact that they continue to hold children hostages, the fact that it seems one of the reasons they don't want to turn women over that they've been holding hostage and the reason this pause fell apart is they don't want those women to be able to talk about what happened to them during their time in custody. Um, certainly there is very uh, little that I would put beyond Hamas when it comes to its treatment of civilians and particularly its treatment uh, of women. Okay, so that's Matthew Miller. So the little tidbit that he, uh, he gave us there was what I've heard Israel media say, and that's the reason Hamas won't release the remaining women is because uh, they're afraid what they'll be telling the world uh, about how they were treated. But let's let's focus right now on um, on uh, Pramila uh, Jayapal and uh, her exchange with uh, Dana Bash. What would you make of that? Clearly, Pramila Jayapal uh, has a deep sympathy for uh, the enemies of Israel. Uh, she did try to 
compensate for what she said after the uh, you know outrage uh, was expressed uh, by so many about her uh, refusal, her insistence, if you will, not so much a refusal, but an insistence on somehow drawing an equivalence between what the Israeli defense forces are doing uh, and what uh, the Hamas terrorists did. You know, that she refused to uh, acknowledge that uh, those attacks by Hamas uh, were materially different. Those were intentional terror. Those were not defense of a sovereign country uh, and its vulnerable people uh, against uh, an existential threat. Uh, so, but clearly her sympathies lie with uh, with Hamas, uh, whether, uh, you know, she cares to express that or not. You know, she sympathizes with, she's sympathizing with the Palestinians. Um, and while, you know, I think all of us uh, nominally uh, support all Palestinian folks who really do want a peaceful coexistence, uh, most Palestinians seem to be strongly in favor of the kinds of things that Hamas is doing. They voted Hamas into uh, leadership uh, more than once, if I'm not mistaken, in Gaza. Uh, so this has been their choice. Uh, and uh, it, it's it, this is the Marxist Foucaultian uh, oppressor, uh, oppressed dialectic in practice, uh, because America's left, and especially the so-called progressives, they are, of course, the retrogressives, uh, are particularly uh, married to this dialectic. And so long as the Israeli people uh, have succeeded beyond the wildest predictions of so many at the inception of this country, uh, they are going to be viewed as the oppressors. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one more question on this, and that is that... Um, um, May Golan, um, the uh, Women's Affairs Minister of Israel, has uh, asked for um, uh, Michelle Obama to follow in the footsteps of of Sheryl um, uh, Sandberg, who we just heard from at the UN, and Hillary Clinton, and Nancy Pelosi, and a bunch of others, and condemn the 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 rape. Uh, situation and uh, they they will not uh, she will not respond. She, the, the, um, the minister has gotten no response from Michelle Obama. And all I could think of is, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. I mean, all I could think of is it's disgusting. And secondly, that it's political because she might be running for president when push comes to shove and she doesn't want to alienate, uh, you know, the people that Biden has oh, yeah. alienated. No doubt. The the Democrat Party is in bed with the devil uh, in in that sense. And I do think the Marxist left is um, not humanity's friend. So, you know, that, that's and that is you. I'm sure you saw it. I know your uh, viewers, I'm sure, saw it, uh, Steve, the announcements uh, over the past uh, 24 hours, I believe it is, uh, by Michigan's uh, Muslim Democrat community, uh, presumably uh, Rashida Taleb's uh, constituents. Uh, you know, she's obviously the reason she says and does the things she does. And now, you know, we're referring to her and not Pramila Jayapal, although they're cut from the same cloth, basically. Uh, but they said they're leaving the Democrats because they're leaving they the are, Democrats. Yeah, well, right. They're, they're disgusted yeah. with 
the Democrats' failure to, uh, I, I presume, uh, be even stronger advocates for uh, the Palestinian side uh, versus Israel. Right. In this well, they could, you know, they could run as the Hamas party and see where that gets them. Uh, th- that would be very, very interesting. All right. So let's move on and let's move backwards. I mean, I I I loved watching that uh, DeSantis uh, Newsom debate. I, I mean, you know, compared to the debates we've seen with all the Republicans yeah. up there, the field got smaller. But nonetheless, the one on one, there's something yeah. about the one on one and. The the hatred between the two men, which I thought was great, the the uh, the snide remarks, the uh, talking over each other. I like that kind of debate. Maybe it's just me. But also, you know, and of course, through it all, even though he to me, he got clobbered on so many things, does doesn't answer questions. He'll turn a question around and then, you know, say, I'll answer it. But then he goes to DeSantis. But through it all, Congresswoman, not one hair on his head actually got messed up, didn't move. Pretty cool. Right. So what you what do you think of the uh, the debate? It's the extraordinary power of bull, uh, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Bull will uh, will uh, and charm, uh, you know. And Gavin Newsom has a smarmy sort of charm. It eludes me, uh, knowing uh, what uh, we all do about uh, Gavin Newsom and his uh, his. Uh, hypocrisies and his perfidies uh, and his failures. Uh, But Gavin Newsom has an extraordinary advantage. Uh, He he looks good, he sounds good. And if you are selling to a low information nation, ding, 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 which heretofore sadly has been the case, we have been able to afford, Steve, to be a low information nation. Uh, And yet people, you know, able to vote, uh, despite that ignorance, if you will, because of our peace and prosperity. You know, we could vote for people like Gavin Newsom, especially in a state like California, which still manages to hang on to what I call its sovereign wealth, the entertainment industry, defense industry, tech. So California has a whole heck of a lot of uh, of money that it can waste, and it does, it, obscenely. It can have a whole lot of failures, uh, and it does egregiously. Uh, And yet still, California Democrats manage to get elected over and over again because there are enough people with money and enough people with influence uh, and enough constituencies who feel they can somehow rely on the Democrats. That does seem to be changing. We do see, uh, as you know, and this is heartening uh, in recent days, uh, you know, the, the minority communities are are they've been gradually coming to the realization that, you know, many of the Democrats are not their friends. Uh, and they certainly right. seem to be realizing that about Joe Biden. Uh, but someone like a someone like a Gavin Newsom can actually share a stage with Ron DeSantis, who on substance is overwhelmingly. Uh, correct and right and effective uh, and has made Florida indeed a great state for people who want to prosper. Uh, and that's why they have such a massive in-migration. Um, and I thought Ron DeSantis uh, was uh, was quite effective at, at countering Newsom's fictions with facts. Uh, but to the extent that, uh, you know, that people don't, you know, are willing to ride along with Gavin Newsom's uh, falsehoods, 
uh, you know, it it was uh, an interesting contrast. I hope yes. Ron DeSantis made inroads. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, again, it, it may be for nothing because the one thing that Newsom said was what you and I have in common is neither one of us are going to be the nominee. Now, I don't know yes. about. Uh, Ouch. So it seems, oh, yeah. it seems <laughs> right. It, it seems that's probably was his best line. But I loved when um, when uh, uh, DeSantis pulled out the book. Uh, you know the, about the gay, but gay kids. I loved when he uh, oh, pulled out the map, uh, the map yeah. of feces in San Francisco, and told talked about California's freedoms: defecating in the street, doing drugs in the Absolutely. street, building an encampment, setting the encampment on fire. No penalties for any of that. I thought he got no. good on that. Yeah. So, so let me ask you: Now we have another debate coming up in two days, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. Republicans final debate. You hear so much about, you know, uh, um, I almost said Nan Hayworth about of of um, of Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, and yeah. and you know, and if she could somehow win it in, in Iowa, if she could finish a very strong second under Trump, who would have under fifty percent. What where do you see? Where are we? And and does it matter anymore? Does this debate matter at all? To the nomination, I think not. I think it'll be President Trump. And I don't think anybody in this field will be the vice presidential pick. I think it'll be Christy Nome. I think it'll be a Trump Nome ticket. And that is not expressed in any way a lack of admiration for uh, Governor and Ambassador Haley, whom I find to be a, uh, an inspiring leader and right on uh, policy of quite consistently, but I do disagree with her. And I think a lot of Republicans, certainly the Republican base, um, has a lot of trouble with her position on Ukraine. You know, she seems to be firmly in the camp of those who say, and look, I, you know, certainly Vladimir Putin is uh, a, a hideous murderous dictator. No question about it. He deserves to be thoroughly defeated. He deserves to be deposed. He, you know, but we cannot, as a, as a public, even with a thriving economy, which no doubt would be helped along greatly by a Nikki Haley presidency, no question about it. Uh, but, you know, we don't have endless resources to throw at this Ukraine conflict. And I think President Trump's position that we are going to have to negotiate in some way, uh, you know, at least accommodate that uh, realistically behind the scenes, at the very least in America's approach. Um, I think a lot of Republicans have trouble with that. Yeah, well, I think a lot a lot of Republicans have expressed also that they would like to see a plan. They would like to see what the end game is. And, and you know, what gets sure, me, exactly. I, I hearken I back to as Putin was about to go in, I remember Joe Biden being asked a question. He kind of and he said, and I'm paraphrasing. Right, minor well, incursion, it, right? Yeah, it depends how far in he goes. It right. depends what he did. In other words. You know, it was kind of OK as long as he didn't do too much. And now it's like we'll never stop until we defeat Putin and he right. he's removed from power. I mean, that's right. like one extreme to the next. And uh, again, it, you're not going to get that funding unless you have an end game and a, and a plan. You would think and Biden and it, it should be a couple of points really quickly. Steve, number one, Joe Biden was the if there is one individual who made this war possible, it's Joe Biden. When on yep. day one of his presidency, he shut off access for energy development on federal lands, which President Trump obviously had facilitated. 
Now, we, our energy industry continues to be vigorous, and that's great, but not as much as we could be. And indeed, uh, you know, we we kind of took a bit of a dip, or at least energy prices uh, certainly started going up. That enriched Vladimir Putin, who's selling hydrocarbons like crazy. The Chinese are selling hydrocarbons like crazy. Uh, they're not green. You know, I mean, it's like we're the only ones stupid enough to do this stuff. The Western nations, ask yourself why. So this is Biden's war, as far as I'm concerned. Any Republican will be a, a, a vast improvement, um, and we will get back even greater energy dominance. That will hurt Putin. But the other thing is this. For all of his hideous deficits, Joe Biden is our worst president ever. James Buchanan must be uh, rejoicing from wherever he is in the universe that now there's someone worse than he was. Uh, but any Democrat, Joe Biden is awful. But guess what? Any Democrat in that Oval Office would have done the same thing, would be doing the same things that Biden is now. So I don't think Americans yep. should be under any illusion that somehow a yep. Democrat like a Dean Phillips, younger, more vigorous, would do something yeah. better. That's not going to happen. Yeah, they got to wait. They got to wake up. I got one more for you, Congresswoman, and that is George Santos. Um, something that rarely happens hasn't happened since James Traficant, uh, when, the, yeah. when a Democrat who was kicked out of Congress, but he had been convicted when he was kicked out of Congress. Uh, yes. The Speaker of the House yes. didn't wasn't in wasn't uh, uh, wasn't good with this. He thought it, that's a bad precedent. Um, I kind of agree. I mean, you know, it's it's too. already it's December. Let let the voters yep. decide in November. He already served half the term. Um, your majority, you're killing your majority as, as more so than it's already been killed. You're putting it at risk. And now he's going to out apparently and uh, other Congress people that, that helped get rid of him that, uh, for ethics violations. I just think it was a big mistake. I it's tactically not something I would have done either. Not that I uh, support uh, George Santos's. Uh, continuing past this term, and I endorse none of the uh, things that he seems to have done by certainly, uh, you know, where a whole lot of findings seem to point. But agreed, there were no legal proceedings. Look, even folks at the National Review, who I'm sure are not fans of George Santos, have said that this does set a dangerous precedent, and it does. I think it was not a a good thing to do. I think tactically it was uh, uh, a mistake. And you know, Republicans are not going to uh, to gain anything from this. I don't think any voters who uh, I don't think voters are on the fence because they said, but what are they doing about George Santos? You know, I just don't think that's going to convert anyone to voting for a Republican. Uh, I may be wrong, but I don't think so. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh... I think they tend to hurt themselves more than they help themselves. They don't take positions on issues that are winners like the uh, culture wars. And like, again, we've discussed you and I abortion, uh, you know, because the left is so extreme and they lie. uh, But they do stuff like this and they think they're going to score points when nobody really cares. Um, Anyway, I agree. Congresswoman. Great talking to you. I want. I wish you, if we don't speak before then, I wish you a, a, a wonderful Christmas, a healthy, happy Thank New you. Year. And, 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 I, and a I look forward to happy Hanukkah our, our, to you and yours and a wonderful New Year. Thank Year's you. Day. Thank you. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you, Congresswoman. Thank you. I. Thank you. Nan Hayworth, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Nan Hayworth, MD, and uh, also former Congresswoman from the great state 
of New York. Okay, you know what time it is. It's time for me to say we have one final segment left in the hour. And um, we're going to hear from Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. You're going to love that. Uh, believe me, you will. Uh, Steve Malsberg right here on TNT Radio Vision. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, of course, the biggest story in climate right now is Vice President Kamala Harris leaves for the climate conference with the biggest carbon footprint in history. She's heading to Abu Dhabi or whatever for COP28 in Joe's place with hosts under fire for wanting to push oil and gas deals. Do you know why there's so many people there? Because they realize what a scam this is and they're trying to push oil and gas deals. Anyway, she left and there's 400,000 people expected there. Now, do you really believe that those 400,000 people are all interested in eliminating fossil fuels? I would say there are quite a few of them, given Abu Dhabi is in the Middle East and there's a lot of oil in the Middle East, that are seeking to do business because they know what a scam this is. And let's see, at its head, Sultan Al-Jabbar has denied reports he's using meetings at the summit to make side deals on fossil fuels produced by the United Arab Emirates. I'm sure he's smart enough to probably be doing that. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather, even if we can't go over to Abu Dhabi, because it's the only weather you got. Are you ready to help your family get prepared for the unexpected? Here we go! Ladybug and Cat Noir know how important it is to be ready, because you never know when Hawk Moth is going to strike or a disaster will hit. And you don't need miraculous powers. Just put those planning skills you already have to good use. Make a plan that will help you and your family be ready when emergencies happen. Ready Kids can help. Get started at ready.gov kids. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, final segment of the show uh, tomorrow. Uh, Mark Finkelstein of newsbusters.org. Media Research Center, uh, Associate Editor. Uh, he will join us, and I can't wait to uh, to talk about what we talk about every night here. I mean, it, you know, people always ask me, what do, you, what do you talk about? I say just about everything, but mostly the media and the bias in the media, which is what I've been doing for a great portion of my career, talking about decades of that. Um you know, and everything else we do. But uh, uh, he's written a lot of great pieces. He's made a lot of great points. I- I'll scoop you tonight on this. I, he he did a piece where he said there should be a disclaimer when Joe Biden, and uh, Joe Biden, when uh, Joe Scarborough and Mika, geez, talk about, what was it? What was it? What was it? There should be a disclaimer. I, I don't remember now. Um some kind of conflict, you know, obviously that, that could have said, I can't remember what it is. Shame on me, but you'll find out tomorrow. It's almost better that way. But I reached out to him and said, you're a genius. I said, now great minds think alike. Cause I'm always saying there should be a disclaimer every time Joe and Mika talk about Joe Biden, because Mika's brother, Joe's brother-in-law is the ambassador, U.S. ambassador to Poland. He works for Joe Biden. So whenever they weigh in on Joe Biden or Donald Trump, there should be a disclaimer on the screen. 
Joe's brother, now Mika's brother works for, you know, for, for Joe Biden and, and Joe's brother-in-law works for Joe Biden. But what the heck did he, what, what was his point? I don't remember what his disclaimer uh, proposal was for the, uh, for morning Joe. Okay. We'll find out tomorrow that and a lot more Uh, again, 9 PM Eastern time. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. If you think they'll hate this show, that's even better, even better. Okay. All right. Now, and follow me on Twitter at Steve M talk, facebook.com slash Steve M talk, Instagram, Steve M talk. And you could email me Steve Malsberg at TNT live. Didn't even hesitate on that one. Okay. So here we go. This is Joe Biden on this uh, podcast with this anti-Trump podcaster and the guy's name uh we'll get the guy's name in just a second but but it's just so it's it's okay ben um midas medias uh it's his um his network and how biden wound up on this i don't know but he knows that he's anti-trump so he praised him right off the bat oh you're doing a great job and just listen to some of what he had to say here here's cut uh 22. what's your message to the midas mighty out there and those watching right now who fear for our democracy and who just care about our democracy. You know, I made a speech in Independence Hall saying that our democracy is at risk. And even the press said, what are you talking about? Well, guess what? The vast majority of American people thought it was too. The idea that they have a former president who may be the nominee saying that he thinks they should be able to essentially walk away from the Constitution. He should be, I mean, the things they're saying are just off the wall. And it's uh, and we better step up. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and I also taught uh, at, at law school. And uh, the idea that democracy is inevitable is just not true. Okay, well, not true. That's something Joe Biden should know it all, a lot about, because a lot of things he says is not true. And again, he is the threat to democracy. They are the threat to democracy. They're the ones who have weaponized uh, the Justice Department, the FBI and other agencies to go again. They're the ones. There was just a report on Fox tonight, a follow up about the, the, the Catholics, how they, they, they questioned a Catholic priest and a, a choir director because they were afraid they were radical Christian Catholics, whatever crazy stuff. And the, the, it's been determined. Excuse me. There was no. No viable reason for them to do that. But they did it. That's who this government sees as a threat to America. Catholics going to church. Threat to democracy. We know who it is. All right. So Andrew Ross Sorkin, CNBC, um, is interviewing Elon Musk at the uh, Deal Book Summit and talking about the advertisers, Disney, Apple, the others who left X, the platform, because of the anti-Semitic uh, um, increase in the tweet that that um, Musk said is the truth, and it was an anti-Semitic tweet. Blah blah blah. So just listen, give a listen. I promise you some interesting stuff. Here it is. Here's cut D twenty. But there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? 
if, if somebody's gonna try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. Well, there you go. Um, he made it pretty clear. And Sorkin then says, well, you know, what do you do for money? You, how are you going to run this thing? Here's cut uh, 21. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what do you do? F Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? Yes. No. No. It, it, I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's right here, and she's got to sell advertising. Absolutely. So, um, no. No. Totally. So. So. No. Actually, what what this advertising boycott is uh, is is going to do? It's it's going to kill the company. And you think that the company? But, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. But there are those advertisers. I imagine are going to say. They're going to say we didn't kill the company. Oh yeah. They're going to say tell it to tell it to Earth. But they're going to say that they're going to say Elon that you killed the company because you said these things, and that they were inappropriate things, and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. Right. Let's that's see, that's and, what and they're going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. So okay. This, then this you goes see, back to we'll, these. we'll both make our cases, right? And we'll see what the outcome is. Let's see how Earth responds to that. He's a bit of a wacko, you know. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And if he's planning, if he has to shut down X because these major companies don't come back and he has financial problems with, with X and they has to go bye-bye, he thinks that people are going to be so outraged at the companies that pulled off because, A, maybe, I don't know which order it is. A, he reinforced an anti-Semitic tweet and said like absolute truth and sent it out. And or B, and I haven't seen these, but the claim is that there were uh, some of these companies' ads were placed next to anti-Semitic ads or neo-Nazi ad, uh, neo-Nazi tweets. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I think Media Matters claims. So if companies pulled off for legitimate, those legitimate reasons, if it's happened, if what Media Matters claimed happened, then do you think, the, do you think anybody's going to blame? And what if they do? Are they going to stop going to Disney? They're going to stop buying iPhones because X is gone? I think he's in for a rude awakening. He did go to Israel. He did give his support 100% against Hamas and for the Israelis and, um, and, and did uh, make amends with the satellite usage in Gaza. So we'll see what happens. All right, folks, as I said, tomorrow, same place, same time. Jason Oborn is next right here on TNT Radio Vision.